Welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today we're talking with Emmanuel and Bernadette, who are the presidents of the Bondi and Coogee Chambers of Commerce. Today we're talking about how COVID-19 is impacting our small local businesses, how these businesses are innovating and transforming the way that they're working during this crisis, and what you can do to support them. The support that businesses need right now is money. If your business is a cafe, it's innovation you've got to look at. There's also some really great stories that are coming out from our small businesses that are now banding together. We're all trying to fumble our way through an existence that we've never lived, and it's hard. Bernadette and Emmanuel, welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Now, before we get into today's conversation, tell us a little bit about why you became small business owners and what it is like being the president of your chambers. I love being the president of the chamber and I think that title needs to go. It needs to be someone who's just involved in the community. I got involved with the Coogee Chamber of Commerce 24, 25 years ago when I had my own interior design business down in Coogee. I did office fit out and it was fantastic having the community just drop in for a chat. And then I got involved more and more and more. My husband at the time was the bank manager down at Westpac and between him and I, you know, we got to know the community really well and it's Born and bred in Coogee, love the area, wouldn't want to move away, wouldn't want kids to grow up anywhere else, love it. Emmanuel? Thanks, Marjorie, and thank you for having us both here today. Um, look, from my perspective, I mean, being the president of the chamber, and I agree with Bernadette, um, obviously the title doesn't give it away justice, so it's about helping the community. It's about embracing and leading a team of people who are willing to give back to the community and working together on what we can do to help them. Um, for myself, I mean, my business, I brought Quick Copy Bonnet Junction about uh, six years ago, going on seven years ago. My passion in the print industry, and it's always been a massive advocate of myself and what I've done and what I've learned all my life out there, obviously being in the printing industry. And, uh, and over the years of my life, I've, um, you know, I've seen the ups and downs of the industry and all that's done is it's built me to have more resilience and a stronger a sort of attitude towards wanting to be um, a leader in advertisement and a leader in and making sure that I can, you know, really help people out there on how they can communicate their values and what they do best every day out there in the marketplace. And that's what print is all about. It's not about just printing on paper. It's about printing right through. It's communicating out there into the, into the world. And that's right. Small businesses, not only are they the largest employer in Australia, they're also the backbone of our community. They fund our community groups. You know, when sporting groups are going and looking for a little bit of money to help run them, it's the small businesses that are there um, in our communities that are helping fund them, which is why I got you here really today. And I want to talk about how important it is for us to be supporting our small businesses at this time during COVID-19. Now, let's start you know, how is it impacting the businesses in the area? Huge. It's a huge impact on the businesses. 
You know, that's the thing about a community. It's a business community and you're absolutely spot on when you say when someone wants sponsorship, when they want a handout, where do they go to first? They go to the local businesses because everyone at local businesses have got kids at local schools. Now it's time to give back to those local businesses. It's time to look after them so we can all come out of this and we will come out of this. You know, the sun will rise again, the planes will be back up in the air again, but we just need to be, you know, be patient and cut through the chaos And get out there and order online, order from your favourite small business, get out there and just support them. They're doing it tough. We all are. Yeah, and you're totally correct, uh, Bernadette. I mean, uh, I'm seeing more now than ever before on how important it is for the business community to really be working together and helping each other. And not only that, it's also coming up with some great ideas because what, when, you know, when they're all in survival mode, it's actually quite interesting to see how important it is for them to come up with creative ideas of how they can now publicize their business, how they can now work their businesses, whether it is online, whether it is takeaways whether it is uh, pickup deliveries. Um, and for now, while we're still able to trade yeah. uh, and, and being able to still uh, do what we do and what we love doing in our businesses every day, it's important that we understand that and the clarity of the information that's actually rolling out too to see what is viable for us as business owners. And we are, as we all say, the backbone of the business community. And, and SMEs are a, a very important part of the business and, and we are pulling together and we are feeling the pain out there. There's no doubt about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, we can talk about this a little bit more, but seeing the innovation and creativity that's coming out from small business at the, the moment is pretty phenomenal. I was taking my dog Hermes for a walk last night and I was walking past um, 100% Dance and Jesse has completely transformed that place where it is now online and digital. Um, and, wow. you know, I was sort of having a talk with her, obviously practicing social distancing, and she was saying, look, on one hand, this has been really difficult for us. We've had to transform the internal workings of our business and we've lost some of our customers. But actually, on the other hand, we've actually been able to introduce some new customers. We've now got people who are part of my dance studio who are from Auckland, who are from wow. Melbourne. And so, you know, as I said, the sun is going to come out. It's going to completely transform the way that all of us do business. But it is so important that we come together right now mm. and support each other because I think one of the real difficulties that we have is around, you know, how do we support our small businesses at this time while also ensuring that we are adhering to social distancing mm. and the health? Um, and I think we've seen what has happened down at Bondi. Yep. Unfortunately, not enough people are listening to this. And we know that if people actually don't adhere to our social distancing, don't listen to the health guidelines, this is going to go on for a lot longer and it's going to be a lot worse for businesses in the long term. But let's get down to some specifics. How is COVID-19 impacting the small businesses in our area? Well, personally, I am a small business. I'm a real estate agent and it's impacted my business big time. Um, but personally, uh, single mum, two kids, I've got to look at my finances. And from directly yesterday, I rang my bank to put my payments for credit cards, everything on hold. And I must say, I am so surprised at the response that I got. And this will be for all, everybody, doesn't matter if you've got a small business or not. They said they could put the payments on hold, but the interest is still adding up in this time. Now, it's not my fault or anybody else's fault that this happened. And I think the banks, they make huge profits. They've got to look at what they're doing to support everybody. And those interest rates need to be put on hold. 
You can't change charge people interest when they don't have a job. I mean, we've got to look at this is an unreal situation that we're all dealing with. We're all finding our own paths and it's important that we're all supportive and I think the banks need to do a lot more to support people, everybody, rather you're a small business or not. In Coogee, um, you can sell. It's like a ghost town. You know, people are still out there sort of walking around and I think everyone's traumatised. This is a traumatic situation for everyone and we're all dealing with it. And, you know, you can see, but there's some great things that are happening down there. You know, go in there and get your coffee. And, they've, you know, people have put, you know, spaces on the ground where you can stand and, and you know, and you can sort of inter- interact with people, but obviously it's all changed. But it's, you know, people are coping. Emmanuel? Look, uh, what I'm seeing, um, and, I, and, I, and I have been walking the streets, uh, utilising social distancing, of course, while I'm at it, um, and just watching and observing the businesses and what they're doing in, and the way they're reacting out there with um, under the circumstance of COVID-19. And there's no real vision as to what they need to do because they're not quite sure. And, and because there is so much information that is released out there and, and, you know, the clarity of the information is just not there. And we're, we seem to be receiving a lot of correspondence, a lot of information. Uh, uh, there's, there's initiatives being created, but the flow on effect hasn't actually taken into consideration. And like Bernadette said, the banks are, you know, they're, they're not up to speed with what that's been released out from a federal and a state point of view. They're still trying to work out the infrastructure of how they're going to identify the model they need to put together to communicate that out there. So I think where we're standing at the moment is we're all sort of seeing the the viability of the information and what the flow on effect will have on everybody as a business owner and to ensure that, you know, if if the government is releasing certain initiatives out there is to ensure that the banks or whoever the last part of it is needs to also be ready for something like this. Like it doesn't seem to have enough... There's not enough work in progress happening in place. I mean, there's lots of things happening, but because it's changing every hour on the hour, I believe businesses are really struggling to identify that. And I think that's one of the really big issues with this crisis is the pace at which everything is changing. Throws so many more spanners in the works at such a quick pace. Um, I was down at Bazura last Friday and yeah. talking with the owner down there and he was saying, okay, cool. I'm getting ready that I can. I have to shut my shop down. I know that's going to happen. What I want to do is when you come and get food from me, you'll also have an umbrella so you can go sit outside and yeah. you can social distance out there. That can now no longer happen. Yes. Right? So that is in less than a week since when I spoke with him. All mm. of these rules have changed, which makes it really difficult for us to be coming up with it. But what are you hearing from the small businesses? What support do they need? The support that businesses need right now is, I mean, what I'm hearing out there is money. And funds are the biggest issue. People are sort of concerned about how am I going to continue paying my salaries of people that work for me? How am I going to continue paying my rents, uh, my, my expenses that are coming in daily? Um, and there's no money coming in because businesses aren't, you know, your clients aren't paying you. And the ones that are, they're, they're, they're not probably buying from you anymore because they don't have the money anymore. So your, in, your income is reduced, but your expenses are still there. And as much as you can call and ring and try and find reliefs where you can, those businesses aren't ready to provide those yet because they're still trying to work on what model of how to release it out to you. So in the meantime, you're starting to get bad credit ratings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's all happening out there. And businesses are starting to be a little bit on edge about, well, what's next? If I close my door, what happens next? 
Right? Mm. That's the issue we're all facing. Scary, um, Marjorie. It really is scary and no one has the right answer right now. No one's got answers. We've never lived this before. You know, if we are in lockdown next week, what happens? You know, I've got friends in New Zealand that I'm talking to and I'm in real estate. So this morning we had a meeting and on how to conduct business when you're in lockdown. These are all new things that we're training for. We're all learning these things. And if your business is a cafe, it's innovation you've got to look at, you know, but you won't be able to still cook. You won't be able to go and, and provide the meals or the coffee and people can't do the takeaway. So we're all trying to fumble our way through an existence that we've never lived and it's hard. It is really hard. And I want you to be completely honest now. What do you think about the state and federal stimulus packages that have been announced? Okay, as a single mum, I must admit, I know I will be completely honest with you right now. Um, my number one priority at the moment is my clients, making sure they're happy. And, that, you know, I've got to get, you know, people selling their houses, you know, houses have passed in. For me at the moment is, you know, working with them. I have looked at the stimulus package, but I haven't gone into it 100% right now because I put me on the back burner and I've got to deal with my clients. You've got to keep that going. But what I have seen is, it's hard to get anything. As I can see, the money's not going to come through till the end of April. Well, what about rents and things that are due now? This money's got to filter through now. Um, someone told me in the UK, the government just sent out checks to everybody and then take it off your tax later. Well, why aren't we doing that? I mean, you look at the Centrelink lines, there's no social distancing in those lines and how can they be? And you've got all these desperate people that need money now. So why aren't we doing more that way? Send the checks out or there must be another way to do this. Everyone's online, every payments are online. Why aren't we doing that and taking it off your tax later when everyone next year does their tax and you can work out the income? There's got to be better ways for people to access money quicker. As I can see, uh, the federal government's obviously released the packages based on PAYG tax and, and, and sort of, but you have to lodge your BAS returns and all the rest of it. I mean, it's all well and truly good. And that, that sort of stuff is definitely going to help medium term. And, and, but right now, like Bernadette said, businesses need cash now, right? And the problem is, is there's not enough initiatives that are coming out of the federal and state governments right now that are providing cash right now for businesses to survive through this hard time. When, there's, when, there, when our suburbs have gone going slowly into lockdown and you, we're actually at the next progression to get there, uh, these are the times where people are saying, well, you know, where do I get the cash flow to keep paying my people until we get locked down? Well, yeah, so, but they're having to start thinking a little bit more creativity of what they can do next but which we can talk a little bit about later. But, um, but, but right now, I think that we need to get more clarity as to what the federal and state governments are going to be doing to help businesses right now with cash. Right? Absolutely. When we do, uh, and this is probably the biggest concern that everybody's having, when we do go into lockdown, I think we need to have a very clear understanding of what that means. Because mm. some businesses are saying, well, does that mean me too? Or does that not mean me? Because there is surrounding about lockdown, but some things will stay open. So I think there needs to be a very clear understanding of what that means to people. In other words, if I'm locked down, can I still trade from home? Mm. Can I still have freight companies pick up and deliver stuff to my clientele? Um, does that mean that I can't trade at all? I mean, some clarity around that would be really, really important. Right? I think 
what you're touching on there again is the need for really clear information and messaging to be coming out from state and federal government and they need to be concise and together. And I think one of the issues that we're seeing at the moment is what is coming out from the feds, what's coming out from the state, they're actually saying quite different things under different circumstances and there really needs to be a lot of clarity around what changes are being made, who it impacts and how. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, one of the things uh, which has been coming across my desk uh, a fair bit is people asking, say, with hairdressers that are in a shopping centre, right? And so there's no foot traffic in the shopping centre. No one's going through there. But because they are still able to be opened, uh, they still have to pay rent. And they're not able to shut down because they have a lease agreement with the shopping centre. And so they're saying to me, please get us shut down. Mm. Get us shut down because I'm paying rent. No one's coming in here. Mm. Help us. And I guess this now leads into my next question, which, you know, I've been hearing it a fair bit, which is the lack of clarity around the messaging coming Mm. from the state governments Mm. um, and federal governments. You know, this is an incredibly stressful time for everyone. People are just spinning out of control. Mm. They're trying to stay afloat. What What I'm hearing is people want greater clarity in the messaging. What are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. There's a lot of information coming through so quickly every day. Like I've turned off most of the media because it's it, your anxiety goes through the roof. I mean, you, you're coping with stuff already. You have no idea what's going to happen. You're trying to keep your kids level-headed and you're trying to keep, you know, together for them. But there's so many emails coming through and so much information and you turn the TV on and everything's bad news. You know, what is it now? A thousand people have died in the US. It's like... Bloody hell. Um, it's just insane. Sorry, can I swear? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, but it's it's frightening. And the information, you do need clarity. You, you don't need a whole list of what's going on. You need to know, do this or do that. I can, let's cut through all the information. Too much. Chaotic. Yeah, you're right, Bernadette. And it's like you know, reducing red tape at moments like this and putting all the political stunts to the side. Yep. I mean, I know that we've also got you know, council elections coming up and whether that's actually even going to go ahead or not. They're not. They've been delayed for 12 oh, months. No, no, that's, that's good to hear. But, uh, <laughs> but, but the reality is is that you know, putting all the political stunts to the side right now and let's work together in helping the community from a council, from a federal, from a state point of view and just let's start to ca- categorize the information that's going. Like Bernadette said, there's an, we're all overwhelmed Overwhelmed by the amount of information, it'd be really nice to have some very simplistic clarity around this information is really specific for retailers. This information is really specific for, you know, for um, uh, sort of, you know, obviously cafeterias and and uh, restaurants, and soul traders. so soul traders and things like that that are very very. We're, we're honing into the information that's allowing people to be a little bit more specific and say, oh, this information is relevant to me, so I'm going to read it. Oh, this is more for retailers. It's got nothing really to do with me, so I'm not going to worry about that information. So being a little bit more specific about the information and where it's coming from and how it's being communicated is crucial right now. One of the other things as well that I'm hearing from business owners is they want that information so that they can support their staff as well. A lot of them are in a really horrible situation where they're now laying off their staff, but they want to be able to provide that those staff with as much information that they can as possible in terms of helping them get onto Centrelink, get welfare payments, help them with rental assistance. So streamlining that information for them mm-hmm. as well, uh, whether or not they are Australian citizens or they're here on a temporary working visa and there's a huge amount of lack of clarity around that. 
Yeah, actually, you're 100% there, Marjorie. It was only just yesterday that we were talking about it with my board as well about you know, the, the working visas that have come over uh, and working in cafeterias and restaurants right now who now no longer have a job mm. and they have no relief of getting any money from Centrelink and they don't have enough money to be able to go back home. Or they can't get home. Or they can't get home. So my issue is is that they're stuck here in, in Australia, they've got no money, and this is where it put, starts putting our areas in vulnerability where things will start going wrong, where people are starting to go outside and seek things, where they're stealing and they're starting to break shop fronts. And, and it's putting a lot of pressure on the community because we don't know what to expect, but it's putting us in a really horrible place right now when it comes to that. But in addition to that, it's also then meaning that people are having to live in confines, which are breaking all of our social distancing yeah, rules. I agree. So Excellent. we're hearing it through Bondi. You're mm. going into these backpacker places, houses, yep. which have you know 50 to 100 people living in them, and it's purely because they now no longer have a job. They don't have access to any of the social welfare mm. to be able to support them. And so what that means in terms of the longer-term implications for health is devastating, which is, again, what we really need to all also be addressing because if we don't address that this is going to have a much more long-term and devastating impact on our economy and specifically on our small businesses which again are the largest employer in Australia. That's right. The largest employer in your local area too. <laughs> yeah it's amazing. You know we've had um, during the week I heard some um, people that can't afford their rent are just abandoning their houses too. They're just packing up and leaving. So there's some really horrible stories coming out of there. And and it, the one thing I, I keep drilling to people that I hear is reach out to your, your mates, reach out to your friends, um, make sure they're okay. You know, my daughter is an entertainer. Well, she's just had the next six months of all her gigs gone and she's not alone you know um I know one of my friends in particular he's really struggling and I'm talking to him almost every day just to make sure he's keeping it together you know there's a great organization out there Banksia Project which I know that you know as well and yeah, Emmanuel I do. um they're doing online counseling I think and I, it's free yeah it's free, free. Online it's free counseling. I don't think we've reached a level yet where it's actually hit home to so many people but there's people that struggle there every day mentally and this is just an added another dimension of, of what's going to happen and I'm, I'm worried about people. I'm worried about people's mentally really. Bernadette, I actually just want to say I think there are some people that aren't there yet but there are plenty of people that are. Yep. My nieces have now been at home for a week and a half yep. and I can see that that has had a direct impact on their mental health. Absolutely. Um, so I want to take this moment to particularly check in with a lot of the younger people who, you know, their friends going to school is a huge highlight of their week. Absolutely. And they're now locked at home and they are really, really struggling to be able to do this. So if you do know young people uh, that, that that's happened, check in with them, give them a phone call, FaceTime them, uh, maybe try and if you live in an apartment, go out on the balcony and do some star jumps or something because people are really, really struggling at this mm. time across a whole entire spectrum of our community. Yeah. Emmanuel? Yeah, I totally agree. And, and you know, it's, I think it's important now more than ever before to be really seeking some advice out there and what community groups are available for you in your local area, including non-for-profit organisations like One Wave, some mental health institutions that are actually there and, and they're there to be talked to and sort of engage with to see if, you know, if you need some help and it's okay to be ringing up people and asking them if they're okay. You know, it's it's times like this where we've really got to pull together. We've really got to work together and, 
and look at what's available for us in resources online. And there is loads of them. You know, community groups on, on, you know, just people having chats or community groups about funding or community groups about sort of, you know, mental health and, and just, just exploring those opportunities and see what will be valuable for you, knowing that there is still a lot of information coming through, but, but what is valuable and then just hopping online and just asking a few questions. Absolutely. And I think one of the things is not only are there plenty of organisations out there willing and able to help, there are community members that are there willing and able to help. There's also some really great stories that are coming out from our small businesses that are now banding together. And I guess one of the ones that I really want to do a shout out to is Maloney's uh, on Coogee Bay Road. So Maloney's have stopped serving coffee to make sure that the other coffee shops around the area are able to get that work. Now, they're still open as a supermarket, but they've recognised that they no longer need to serve coffee and then that can put that business somewhere else. So Maloney's, thank you very, very much. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. They're yeah. starting home deliveries too soon. So. Oh, which is good, which is good. Mm. So, yeah, look, I mean, from my perspective, you're, I totally agree. There is a couple of really great stories out there. And, I mean, number one, I mean, I can't I can't thank Waverley Council enough for um, the support and the level of support they're offering the Bondi District Chamber of Commerce as well as how much they're out there helping the local community. And they've offered some relief plans, which is really a great start. And it's only the first and I'm sure there'll probably be more to come. And and there are really good stories that you know that to see that, that Waverley Council is really helping us and helping us provide the relief for local businesses where we can. And a couple of other stories as well, like Bondi Rumba, who's now doing some really amazing. They're, they're working with amazing creativity in their own minds and looking at uh, margarita kits with a video that goes out for your home delivery. So he's actually getting all the ingredients packaging it together in a box and saying, you've now got all your products from your making your own margaritas at home. And here's a video to help you support that. You know, I've got, um, you know, another one is um, uh, Gerard from uh, Panama House, who's now got a food truck. So he says, well, if they can't come to me, well, I'll go to them. And he's picking an area like a Mr. Whippy truck, but I mean, it's a food truck that makes tacos and sells alcohol in your area. And it just allows you to come to the door without with social distancing because they're on the top there and you're down the bottom at the window. So it allows them. So it's creating that opportunity of how they're still offering this service, but in a different way. That's wonderful. So tacos, cocktails, while we can stay at home enjoying all that toilet paper <laughs> people are hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> Bernadette, what yeah. stories have you heard? Well, I've heard some really good stories too. Yes, Maloney's. I absolutely love Maloney's, one of our best sponsors of Taste of Coogee. But um, also Little Jack Horner down there on the corner, they're doing curbside deliveries. So you can put your order in and drive up to the curb and they'll run out to you. So that's pretty good too. I've also heard some really good stories where cafes have had to close, but other cafes have employed the owner or other people to do their deliveries. That's wonderful. So that's like sharing and that's amazing. Um, there's some online apps that you can use too. Hey You, the girls down there at Gordon's, which is in Clovelly, they're, got, they're like sunshine and roses every time you go in there. I love the girls down there. Big shout out to Hannah and Dana. But, you know, they're doing online delivery. Um, you can order your coffee before you get there and they'll bring it out as well. So there's a whole lot of initiatives now that are going on. People are doing business differently. Um, what else have got? Autism Mates, you know, yesterday they gave out a whole lot of cards and I know they were talking to you, Emmanuel, you did the printing for them. That's right. Um, but they went down right around their neighbourhood and gave out cards and said, hey, 
say, if you need help, here's my number. If you run out of anything, let us know. There's a lot of older people that live in the community. We need to reach out to them. So thank you very much, Miranda and Richard, for doing that. But there's a lot of people that are helping each other. You know, Blooms are doing deliveries now too, and no one's charging, of course, for these things. So those stories are amazing. There's, and, you know, first time ever in a long time, every shop in Coogee Bay Road is full. All the businesses were doing really well. Um, a new one down there, Stevie and Marley, they do all natural foods and they're cooking bone broth. And right now we need to get our immune systems up. Everyone needs to be healthy. So they're going to start doing deliveries as well. I have to say I've had that bone broth it's and good. it is delicious. And I think though this is a thing, I think we can all uh, play a role in sort of trying to help promote our small businesses and try and have a bit of positivity mm. in it. Uh, yesterday on my Instagram, I posed the question where makes the best burgers in the eastern suburbs wow. uh, that now do delivery and takeaway? It was fighting words. It it's gotten incredibly been. controversial. It but <laughs> but this starts a dialogue, right? Of and course. it gets people thinking about it, gets people talking about our small businesses. And you know what? There are a couple of burger places on that list I hadn't tried, which I'm now going to have to go and eat. You go Shame. every night, yeah. <laughs> you go every night for a month to burgers. But it yeah. is. I, My let's do this. Let's talk about our small businesses. Mm. Let's promote them. Let's support them at this time. As I said, they support us when the going is good. Now the times are tough. It's so important that we get behind them and we support them. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and you know, it's just, it's important now than ever before to be seeing everybody really pulling together, supporting each other and doing what it takes. And we understand that this only this is only a little kink in the in the system there is light at the end of the tunnel and working together is going to help us get through this and once we come out of it then we re- we will rebuild and when we rebuild our community it will be stronger and better than it has ever been before because we've gone through so much pain unexpected pain um, to get through what we've done and we will come out of it at the other end and we'll be really really strong and passionate about building our community to better than what it will ever be Wonderful. Can I give a big shout out to all the kids in year 12? I've got a year 12 student at home and their anxiety is through the roof enough with the pressures of the HSC. Yes. But now they don't have their friends. They all had to say goodbye to their friends the other week. You know, school's closed now and they don't know when they're going to see their friends again and they're trying to struggle with online learning and the parents are trying to struggle trying to do the online learning. I can't do year six maths, little than year 12. I'm scratching my head going, what the hell? So, yeah, so big shout out. If you know anyone who's doing the HSC, reach out to them, ask them, you know, you can help them tutor them or help them do something. So just to wrap up, for those small businesses that aren't a member of the Chamber, tell us why should they join the Chambers and what support are you giving them at this tough time? Look, we, we're wiping all the fees and everything at the moment. We just want to give a shout-out to everybody. If you've got something you want to send to us to promote, we're promoting it. We're sending out information to our members all the time. You know, this is about helping each other. Um Number one thing about joining the Chamber, we have two networking groups a month. I probably won't have it this month, but we have two networking groups a you month. We could have it via Zoom. We could actually. I'll ask Joe to suit that up somehow or, yeah, we need some help doing that. But that's not a bad idea, Marjorie. Um, and that's growing every year. There's a lot of people who have solo businesses in Coogee. You know, they're working from home and this is the only re- interaction they get so everyone learns from each other and that's the biggest thing in the world is learning. You know, what you, I can do, you can do better and I can learn from you. People that have been in business longer can, you know, teach the ones just starting. Emmanuel? Yeah, just like yourself, and uh, thanks, Marjorie. And, and, and look, just with us as well, uh, with our Bondi District Chamber of Commerce, 
Uh, we're putting all fees to the side. So what we're doing is we've, we're having a lot of businesses who are not members of the chamber reaching out saying, you know, we just want to we just want to join in and we want to learn a little bit what's going on. So we've, you know, but the only concern is they're concerned that they're, oh, geez, is it all about membership? It's all about membership. So we've uh, decided to waive all fees or, or defer fees to a later stage, allowing all businesses to actually join the chamber. Yep. So we can obviously help them through these really, really tough times. Uh, the other things that we're doing is we're creating advisory groups within our within our chamber. So we're finding pools of talent that are within the membership drive of our of our business model of the chamber, and looking at uh, accountants, solicitors, um, and and other advisory people that can help support other businesses through this time. So we've started creating that now. We've got Tony Overall who's already online, and he's actually a great advocate of his own business, which is offering some services to help businesses to identify the things that they need to be aware of to get through these tough times. And we're obviously getting people like Rosanna and stuff like that, which are more online, uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, intelligent people that are really wanting to help the community by creating those online forums. So we are looking at more and more and doing more of that area. So we are exposing our events have actually been put, put on hold at this stage, but we are looking at doing online educational classes as well as, you know, we're doing a, a potential online uh, to do a pod, how to do a podcast, um, how to create, uh, you know, just how to be more prepared for disaster recovery within your business. Yeah. Those sort of uh, information is really relevant right now for businesses. And this is the sort of stuff. So we will be doing some online tutorials around all that, which is all free of charge. To, to our members. So we're talking about this virtual community that we're now creating and we're embedding. Have you two heard of virtual drinking? No. No, but I've just heard it now. If I can't, <laughs> if I I can't to, drink it, I want to know I about it. I want to know more about it. <laughs> no, so this is like get onto Zoom or onto your online platform with your group of friends and you just drink and you have party. your party virtually. <laughs> you don't have to worry about driving then either, do you? <laughs> Look, before I let you go, there's three questions that I ask every single one of my guests that come in, which is, what is the best beach in the eastern suburbs? Where can you get the best coffee? And which I sells the best burgers? Oh, Marjorie. You can tell I like burgers right a lot. Sorry. Oh. Well, undoubtedly, of course, Coogee okay. is the best beach. And we were voted number one beach in 2017. Sorry, Bondi. That's okay. Um uh, best burger, oh, my God, I can't say that, but I do have a couple of favourites. All right, okay, out of the blue, do a really good burger, Clovelly. Sorry, guys. Little L, um, Grills, they do an amazing burger. Where makes the best coffee? Oh, my God. Fighting words. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's so many around the place. Um, Bake Bar, obviously, they do a really good coffee. Gusto do a good coffee. Um Gordon's do a really good coffee up in Clovelly and they're uh, Cafe de France actually down do and Bazura. Like I look, I walk around the area and I walk in the direction of the good coffee. So and I'll change all the time. But anywhere at the anywhere at the moment does a really good coffee. From my perspective, <laughs> I'm not going to favourite any beach because I no. love both beaches. Right? <laughs> I think Don't you should be, get into politics, but Bondi, Emmanuel. But Bondi, but <laughs> Don't be a fence sitter, Emmanuel. Don't um, be a exactly. Fence sitter. No, exactly. but Bondi, Bondi, I have a lot of passion for Bondi because that's where I work, and and I and I live and work there most of my days of my life, uh, and 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 in essence, you know, it's a community, and it's and we are a really great community, and we are, in my eyes, one of the best beaches in the world. It's not the best; it's one of the best beaches, but I do love both Coogee and Bondi. 
Um, as far as burgers, well, Milky Lane. I mean, oh, they yeah. make amazing burgers. I mean, neighbourhood uh, bar, and I mean, there's uh, there's other places down there at Bondi that serve amazing food. Um, and as far as coffee is concerned, well, the best coffee that I normally have is inside my office. So if you want to come to Quick oh Coffee Bondi, God. I can make you some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the tuck shop makes some really good uh, coffee that we normally get coffees in the morning. And look, there's a few others there. If they're still open um, and open for trade, I mean, I suggest everybody get out there and sort of support that local business and buy your coffees. And I do also believe that the uh, cafeterias are offering free delivery for cafes as well for coffee too. So if you just it does you don't have to order food. You can just order a coffee and they'll have it delivered to you. Look, I just want to say there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and Absolutely. if we all band together and support each other at this time we will come out of it and I have to say if we're all stuck and locked up in our houses in quarantine the people that are going to benefit the most from this are our cafes and restaurants because we're all going to be sick of eating our own cooking oh and God, food yeah. yes. everyone's going to want to go out for breakfast lunch and dinner because you know mum and dad's cooking or my own cooking to even speak of mm. I'm going to want to break from that that's true that's true Bernadette and Emmanuel Thank you for joining us on this episode of Coogee Voice. Thank, Thank you, you very Marjorie. much for having Thank us. Thank you so much for having us. What an informative and inspiring chat with Emmanuel and Bernadette. And I have to say, it makes me so proud to hear about all these wonderful small businesses that are banding together and working with all of us during this very tough time. Now, if you'd like any more information about what small businesses are still open and operating during the corona crisis, you can find them on marjorieoneal.com.au. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. <laughs>